Well, we are his masterpiece. From the book of Ephesians in chapter 2 and verse 10, it says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. We are his poem. We are his work of art. In the new birth, Jesus has made us brand new on the inside. The scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. And that old things have been passed away and all things have become new. Hallelujah. New creations living in a new season. New creations given by the Spirit and by the head of the church. New eyes, eyes to see what the Spirit and the Word is saying to us. And ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to us through the Word. You and I are new creations. For we are in Him and He is in us. And in Him was life. And the life was the very light of man. Jesus said that I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. This abundant kind of life, this life that Jesus gives is the Zoe kind of life. It is the life of God. It is the grace of God and it is the mercy of God. It is the God kind of life in quantity But it is also the God kind of life in quality. Jesus qualified you and qualified me through his work in the cross, in his death, and in his burial, and his resurrection. You do not have to qualify yourself, for he was rejected of men, and he is accepting you in him today. Amen. Isn't that good news? You and I are, in fact, the accepted in the beloved. The reason why is because there was a great exchange that took place over 2,000 years ago. He was rejected that you might be accepted. He was broken so you might be made whole. He was made sin that you might be made the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. He was made poor that you through his poverty might have abundance. I am come, Jesus said, for I am the resurrection and I am the life. And whoever believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. There was once a time in my life where I was dead. And had I not called upon the name of the Lord, I would not be here today. I'd be dead in a grave and I would be in hell today. But oh, for the grace of God and oh, for the mercy of God. And many of you can say the same thing. For whosoever calls on the name of the Lord, that is the person that shall be saved. That is the person that shall be delivered. That is the person, glory to God, that he shed his blood for. And in his eyes and in his mind, you are his masterpiece. You are precious. You are special. You are his peculiar, special treasure. Hallelujah. And the Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Think about it. 
in earthen vessels, we have the treasure of Jesus Christ. We have him living on the inside of us. Colossians said it like this. It is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Oh, victory is yours today. Step out of a defeatist mentality. Step out of the defeatist kind of language and step in to the redemption that he's wrought for you. Step up for you have been raised up and made to sit together with me in heavenly places. No more looking down, no more wearing a frown. It's a new day. It's a new season. You're a new creation. The blood has been shed. Now all there is to do is step in and rejoice for the Lord is good. Amen. And his mercy and his grace endures forever. Victory. But thanks be to God that gives you the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I'm trying to get the victory. No, just receive the victory. Well, I'm trying to be righteous. No, just receive your righteousness. Well, I'm trying to get the victory. No, just receive your victory. It is a free gift. Woo, glory to God. What kind of victory are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about victory over death. Victory over death. Victory over hell. Victory over the grave. Hallelujah. Look at Revelation chapter 1. And notice with me in verse 18, Revelation 1 and verse 18. Here's something that Jesus said. And on your way over there, I want to remind you that the word amen has been used to say so be it. And that's one part of amen. But really the word amen in the New Testament, when Jesus would say verily, verily, before he'd say something, he was literally saying amen and amen. This is true. When he was saying truly, truly, he was saying amen, amen, get your ears up because I got something to say to you. Amen. And then in Revelation 1 and verse 18, here's what the master said. I am he. Think about it. I am. I am that I am. I am he. Before Abraham was. Who shall I say sent me? I am. That's the same I am. He's not the I was. He's not the I will be. He is the I am forever in our lives. So he said here, I am he that liveth and was dead. But behold, now I am, (laughs) I am alive forevermore. And then he said, amen. What he was saying, guys, this is true. This is a fact. I'm alive forevermore. And not only that, but I have the keys of hell and death. So this victory that has been given, this victory that they sang so beautifully about, this victory belongs to you and it belongs to me. And this victory is victory over death. 
Victory over spiritual death. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every person that is outside of this covenant is dead. But when you come to Christ and you believe in your heart and you confess him as your Lord and as your Savior, he immediately raises you out of death, spiritual death, into spiritual life. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. This is true. This is true. This is true. Woo! Victory over death. Victory over the law of sin and death. Victory over everything that would keep you down. You know, they tried to keep Jesus down. But you can't keep a good man down. And you can't keep a God man down. S.M. Lockridge said this in a sermon many, many years ago. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. The Roman soldiers were gloating. They thought they had crucified him forever. Hell is rejoicing. Oh yes, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. It might be Friday in your life, but I got a word for you this morning. Your Sunday is coming. It's the dawn of a new beginning. It's a new day for you and for me. And I don't believe in adding to S.M. Lockridge's sermons because he was one of the greatest preachers that ever walked this earth. But I will add this thought to it. Yeah, it's Friday and today is Resurrection Sunday. But Jesus is coming soon. Hallelujah. As sure as he came to earth, born of a virgin, as sure as he was raised from the dead, as sure as he is alive today, he's coming for you and he's coming for me. And I believe the Lord is saying, get ready, get ready, get ready, be ready, be ready, be ready. Because in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall all be changed. Hallelujah. And we're going to be caught up together. And we're going to meet the Lord in the air. There was a man that wanted to get home quickly and it was very dark at night. It was about midnight, so he took a shortcut through a cemetery. And they had just dug a grave. And this man's walking along, zippity doo da, zippity day. Next thing he knows, he falls into this deep grave. Oh, what a shock and what a surprise. And so he starts to climb out. And he starts kicking and clawing. He starts doing his very best to climb out, but he couldn't get out. So exhausted, he went to the dark corner of the grave and he said, here's what I'll do. I will just wait until sunrise and I'll give it another try. Well, about 30 minutes later, another man comes along (laughs) singing, this is the day. And he falls into the grave on the other end. And he starts climbing and climbing. He can't get out and he can't get out. And he just, oh, he's getting so frustrated. He's about to sit down and he hears a voice from the dark corner of the grave he says you're never going to get out and he did 
Hallelujah. Everyone said he did, he did, he did. <laughs> and over 2,000 years ago, the enemy put Jesus in a tomb and a voice came out of hell saying, you can't get out of here. But Jesus did and he's alive today. And so the best news came from a graveyard over 2,000 years ago. And these words ring true in our spirit this morning here in the Bay Area. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. Oh, victory. Victory. Let your faith be encouraged today. That the victorious one has placed in your hands keys. He's given you and I the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And he said, now sons, daughters, not only have I given you victory over death, but I've given you victory over anything and everything that the enemy would bring your way. And then he said, now notice. He said, and I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And he says, son, daughter, take my word, take my name, be ever filled with the spirit and whatever you shall bind. In other words, whatever you shall stop when hell comes your way, you can put a stop on it through the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you shall bind on earth, whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. In other words, heaven says, I got your back. You got back up in glory. But then he goes on to say, whatsoever you shall loose on earth, whatever you shall permit on earth, I will permit in heaven. I love what a man of God said years ago. If binding don't fix it, just loose it. Are there things in our lives that need to be bound up? Is there oppression from the enemy that would try to hold us down and bring us into depression and blue days? Are those times coming against us? Yes, but we don't have to permit it. We can stop it for he is the glory and he is the lifter up of your head. So take my name and take my word and step up and step into the victory that I bought and paid for you. For yea, says the Lord, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Let it ring true in your heart today that victory belongs to those who belong to me. I am watching over you, says the Lord. I'm watching over you, and I will perform all of my goodwill in your life if you will trust me, and you will obey me, and if you will just walk with me day by day. Come on, let's lift our hands and thank you. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. The stone has been rolled away. Look at Matthew chapter 28. Just a few verses there. The stone has been rolled away. Amen? In Matthew 28 and verse 1, it says to us in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. Verse 2. And behold, there was what kind of an earthquake? It was a great earthquake. 
For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. Notice with me in verse 3. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment was white as snow. Amen. We've been talking a lot about breakthrough. And one of the definitions of breakthrough is an act or instance of removing or surpassing an obstruction or resistance. I just dropped by to tell you this morning that he takes great pleasure in breaking through and creating an opening for you. I see in my spirit the empty tomb. Brenda and I were over there and we were at the garden tomb and the tomb was empty. Jesus came out of that place. And that tomb and that stone, if you will, will represented an obstruction or being held back. But thank God nothing could hold back the Lord of glory. And you've been raised from the dead by the spirit of glory. And that same spirit, glory to God, will pull you up and take you through those obstructions that are trying to hold you back. The spirit of the Lord spoke to us a couple of Wednesday nights ago and he said this. That stone that was rolled away was the very beginning of an opening for you today. And then he went on to say, there's an eternal opening never to be closed again for a forever opening for you and for me. Say it with me. The door's open. Stone's been rolled away. That means salvation, deliverance, freedom from addiction, everything. All obstructions have been annihilated. All you got to do is have faith in God. How many of you remember the old preacher R.W. Shambach? Shambach could get a tent right across the Oakland Coliseum and that man could preach. I'm telling you, he could preach. And he would end his messages by saying this. He would say, you don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God. How many folks have got faith in the resurrection power today? How many have got faith that no obstructions can keep you back because, glory to God, Jesus has done a work. In another gospel, they said this, who shall roll away the stone for us? And as I was preparing this, I got this in my spirit. He has rolled away the stone in the past. He is currently rolling all stones away and he will do it in the future. Somebody says, give me a verse on that. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today. How many of you have just seen God do some awesome things? I know we've all had disappointments. I know we've all had things that we haven't seen to come to pass yet. And that, I believe, is what the enemy would like you to look at. I think we need to think about what the Lord's already done. I think we need to testify of his goodness. And if you just look back, I mean to yesterday, you see that he's good and he did something good for you. You look back in last year and last decade and decades ago, you can see and trace the goodness of God every day of your life. Amen. How many of you ever seen him move a mountain in your life? I mean, your cupboards were empty one day and the next day they were full. You didn't have money to pay your PG&E bill, but the next day a breakthrough came. And not only were you able to pay your bill, but you were to have money left over in the bank. He's a mountain mover. How many of you have seen your kids come from afar and get back with God? Oh, yeah. 
He is a mountain mover. A mountain mover. Now, I listened recently to a song that I just love. It's called Do It Again. Say it with me. Lord, do it again. And some of the verses out of this song are this. Listen to this. I've seen you move. Come move the mountains. And I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way. And I believe I'll see you do it again. Do it again. Do it again. I'm telling you. He's well able, and not only is he able, but he is willing to do for you what you could never, ever do for yourself. Amen. Raise both hands and say, do it again, Lord. Right here and right now. He got up. Clint Brown sings that song. He got up. He got up. But the verse, the thing that I have in my spirit is this. He got up. He rose up to bring you up. He rose up. He got up to bring you up. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 to 23, it says this. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, who according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Now notice these next verses. And has put. How many things? He's the head, right? We're the body, right? Where are the feet? The feet are in the body. The head and the body are connected. The head and the body and the feet are connected. You don't see a head walking around without any feet. Through his resurrection power, through him being raised from the dead, the Bible says he put all things under his feet and he gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. I'm not looking at a congregation of defeated Christians. I'm looking at victors. I'm looking at winners. Somebody says, well, there's some day I feel like a whiner. We've all been whiners before. But thank God we can repent and move on and be a winner. Amen. Now notice these next two verses, Ephesians 2, 5, and 6. I want you to read it with me. Notice this. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ... By grace you are saved. Now notice that word quickened there. That word quickened there is an old English word for made alive or made alive, basically. He hath quickened us together with Christ. You know, even when you were dead in your sins, you were on his mind. At Calvary, the Bible says, who for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. He despised the shame. 
But down through the ages and down through the corridors of time, Jesus saw you and he saw me and he considered it a joy and a privilege to shed his blood on your behalf. Even when you were out there, you renegade. He did his best to draw you in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you have been drawn in by the power of God? Even when you acted wrong, Jesus still loves you. Oh, man. Now, notice this verse. Even when we were raised up and hath raised us up together. And what's he made us do? And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I want you to see this. You have in the mind of God, you have been raised up together with him. How many of you know that raising Lazarus from the dead is nothing like Jesus being raised from the dead? It took the greatness of his power to raise Jesus from the dead. And the question be, why would that be? How many of you remember that Jesus cast out devils with the finger of God? And that's over in Luke chapter 11, verse 20. He says, but if I, with the, with the finger of God, cast out devils, know this, that the kingdom of God is come near to you. So just his finger. Awesome. The Bible also talks about the hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord is upon you for good. I thought I'd get a better amen than that. You know, I'd call my mom and tell her afterwards, but she's in heaven. So you be nice to this preacher today. Let me ask it again. How many of you know the hand of the Lord is upon you for good? Woo. When the hand of the Lord is upon you, it does not matter what hand might be against you. But if God's hand be for you, who can be against you? No weapon by any other hand is going to prosper. Hallelujah. For the hand of the Lord is upon you. But then the Bible also talks about a day when Jesus rolled up his sleeve. In Isaiah, it says that the report of the Lord will be revealed to those that believe it. And then he says this. Well, let's look at Isaiah 53, verse 1. We want to get this right. Amen. Read it with me. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? It was necessary for him to use his arm because it wasn't only Jesus that was raised from the dead that day. In the eyes of God and in the mind of God, it was all mankind, past, present, and future that would ever believe on him that they would be raised from spiritual death. Come on, somebody. Woo! When I saw that the other day, man, I just got so happy. Say it with me, it's done. It is finished. And this resurrection power is available to the men and women that will believe. An understanding of this and a revelation of this that will help you to look down upon your enemies. It's a new season. Your eyes are being enlightened. 
I prophesy you to, to you this morning that the rest of this year and next year, if you'll open up your heart to the Lord and get serious about the Lord, you will see things in the word that you've never seen before. And you will know things that you've wanted to know, some of you, for years. God, by the spirit of seeing and the spirit of knowing, will give you exactly what you need to see and what you need to know. Hallelujah. Say with me, I receive that. But not only will you be able to see things and, and know things, but you'll be able to have a new perspective. When you get an understanding of this, your attitude will change. You'll not look at life the same way. You'll not look at people the same way, sometimes condescendingly. I mean, let's be honest about it. But we'll be able to see through eyes of love. We'll be able to get a, a new perspective on some test that we may be going through. See, sometimes when test comes, we yell and we say, Oh God, why me? Why me? Why me? We need to stop all that and understand that this test can very well turn into a testimony. Come on, somebody. If we will keep our attitude right and our perspective. When you've been raised up together with Him, you have a different view of life. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Say it strong with me. I'm coming up. I'm coming out. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And so we started this message today, and I'm not going to speak much longer. I heard that, amen. <laughs> it's all right to laugh in church. Come on, somebody laugh. It's been a while since some of you have laughed. Stop taking the devil so seriously. Stop taking life so seriously. I've come that you might have and enjoy life. Have it to the full, in abundance, till it overflows. Woo! I'm the resurrection. I am the life. If any man be in me, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. This is one of the things that I really need to get a, needed to get a hold of, Reuben, when I was saved back there in 1975. I was guilt-ridden because of my past. And the Spirit of God spoke to us recently. And here's what he said. And I believe that this could apply to some, if not many of you this morning. The Spirit of the Lord said this. Don't allow your past to hinder you from breaking forth and breaking through. For I have made a way for you. There is a great open door for you. Don't allow the enemy to harass you of your past. You're a new creation. It's a new day. Not only that, but it's a new season for my body in the earth today. And then the Spirit of God went on to say this. It's a new season. And there is new clothing. There is a greater. Listen to this now. There is a greater and there is a stronger anointing and presence that is coming upon my church. And so the Lord is saying new season, new clothing, a higher way, a better way for you and a better way for me. Isn't that good news? In Romans 6, 4. 
it says this, For if we died and were buried with Christ by baptism, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, even so now we can walk in newness of life. Victory is what we sang about today. That's really what's ringing out in my spirit this morning. Thanks be to God that gives you the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Not through your good looks. You may be good looking. That's awesome. That's great. But victory doesn't come by your good looks. Amen. Victory comes to all who will call upon the name of the Lord. How many of you have called upon him? And say it with me. Victory is mine. Sweet victory is mine. Victory over death. Victory over mental oppression. Victory over all addictions. Complete and total freedom for me. For the truth is keeping me free. Have you ever heard of a place called Death Valley? Two, listen, 276 feet below sea level. The hottest place in the country. Only two and a half inches of rain falls on that barren wasteland every year. And it just like evaporates. But some years ago, an amazing thing happened. Due to a freak weather pattern, rain fell into that bone-dry earth for 19 days straight. The rain has fallen. The rain is falling. 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 Your dry season is over. Rain represents the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is falling. That which has been dry shall no longer be dry. Pastor, I read my Bible and it just doesn't make any sense. The rain's fallen. I, I go to church and I just feel like I'm going through the motions. The rain is falling. It's a new season, guys. Really, it is. It's a new season. Not only for us here, but all over the world. Man, if you get reports from other Christians, God is really moving. The rain is falling. The gifts of the Spirit are flowing. And they're not just flowing through men like Pastor Tom and I and women like Pastor Brendan, Kimberly and Nancy. But the gifts of the Spirit, they're falling and they're flowing upon you and upon me. Say with me, let it rain, Lord. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain. A bursting flood is moving. So 19 inches, or, or for 19 days straight, the rain fell. Here's what happened. Suddenly. And you can expect some suddenlies in your life. Suddenly, millions of seeds, which had lied dormant for untold years, burst into bloom. I declare to you by the word of the Lord, there's a lot of good seeds in your spirit. And when the rain falls... 
and when the rain falls. Come on, somebody. Woo, there's going to be a bursting. There's going to be a blooming. The valley of death exploded into a valley of beauty and color and life. The valley of life, the seed has been sown. Let it explode today on Resurrection Sunday. Woo! Glory to God. This is the message of the resurrection. Life springs forth from death. A desert becomes a garden. A hard-hearted person becomes an on-fire, Holy Ghost man of God. Once a person that was bound by, by racist attitude, the love of God permeates their being. Love overcomes hatred. A tomb is emptied. The grim and haunting outline of a cross is swallowed up in the glow of the Easter morning sunrise. Death is swallowed up in victory. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can dare ask or think according to the resurrection power that's on the inside of you. Now thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say, Christ is risen. risen. He He is risen indeed. Now when I say Christ is risen all together, you say he is risen and dead. One, two, three. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. risen One more time. Christ is risen. risen Come on, somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 